If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Players, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley. Special thanks to our friends over at PGC Basketball. Lead them up. The Gun, Shot Tracker, and Team Snap for all their support of The Hardwood Hustle. Today, we're going to be talking about the proper approach to the offseason. And obviously, with the season winding down and coming to a close at the time of this recording, uh, for the most part, all high school basketball and youth basketball seasons pre-AAU are all completed now. How do we approach and maximize the off season, TJ? I mean, this is where really where the growth takes place. Okay? Yeah, yeah. This is you know this is a really timely one. I think we decided to do this just so we could give players that might be listening just some ideas on how uh, to um, how to maximize what's going to happen in the off season. And one of the reasons I think it's so important is because. Honestly, I, I often see the opposite happening. I see people wasting a lot of time. And I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional. Honestly, most of the time I think it's unintentional. They want to get better, but they don't know how to get better. Um, and so in this particular episode, I don't know if we can go all the way in on how, like specifically what you should be doing, but what you should be thinking about, like the mindset of the offseason. You know, you know, there's a good quote that, you know, every, um, every winner, the game of basketball asks you, what have you done with your summer? And uh, you can't lie. You know, you got to show up and you got to be a particular type of player and you're going to know whether you got better or whether you didn't get better. So I got a little idea, a little approach on, you know, on, on the way a mindset a player should have going into the offseason. And TJ, I just can't help but to think about how valuable the offseasons are. If I'm a high school athlete, what do I get? Three offseasons? Yeah. Right. Like three offseasons. That's it. Okay, and, and that's where the majority of your growth is going to take place. And then you actually show what you've worked on in the season. But you only get three of these. Right, you know, maybe eighth grade going to ninth grade you could count possibly as the fourth, but this is valuable time, and mm-hmm. it requires you to be extremely intentional. So, if I'm a high school player, TJ, and I recognize, okay, I only get a few of these off seasons to work on my game, and, and the time is now. Where should my mindset be to start? Yeah, I think first of all is just the understanding like you just said that you only have a limited time a limited number of off seasons but probably even more importantly than that like this is the best time to get better you know you're going to get into a season and i think a lot of people say well when basketball season's there i'll crank it up and it's really the opposite like you you get your work done going into basketball season because when you get into basketball season i mean you think about what your coach is trying to accomplish i mean they're trying to get you physically fit they're trying to get you to understand what you're going to do on defense what you're going to do on offense they have to coach a group of people so it's not hard it's not easy to coach an individual person every single day every single minute and so what you put into the summer is really really important and you if the first key to that mindset is knowing that this will be when I make or break myself as far as how much better I'm going to get. I mean, I, I think you can get marginally better during the season. Like there's things you can improve on. Some of that you're at the mercy of your coach and what they're doing to make you better. But uh, the sky is the limit in the off season to how much better you can get if you approach it correctly. So is there an evaluation period that has to go on internally with the player? 
Yeah, I, I think so. And, and maybe not even just with a player, but I, I think one of the best questions you can ask your coach is, what do I need to do to get better in the off season? I mean, what do I need to do to play? What do I need to do to start? What do I need to, like, yeah, I think, you know, good coaches are able to answer those questions. And I think um, – players have to understand there's no guarantee there's no promise with any of that but here's where your gap lies Mm -hmm. and if you're unaware of where your gap lies how do you cover that ground that it's necessary to get over that dig into gap i'm a high school player i'm not familiar with that term right Mm -hmm. okay gap yeah so a gap would be you know the reason you're not on the court i mean there it could be that like i'm not good enough defensively well, okay, coach, what do I need to do to be better defensively? You need to be more aggressive. You need to be more alert. You need to sit down on defense. You need, all right, well, coach, what do I actually physically need to do or mentally need to do to, to close that gap to be mm-hmm. able to get to that spot? Yeah, a gap player, where you are and where you want to be, that's yeah. the gap in between that you've got to close it down to get where you ultimately want to go. Yeah, yeah. so I think once you've identified um, what that is, and you know, it leads me to my like my second point is like, not only do you need to identify the gap, but you also need to know what does keep you or put you on the floor. So, real, real quick, before you get to that, can a player assess their gaps effectively by themselves? Like, do you think a player could not talk to anyone and know? Do you think players have enough understanding of the game and their own skill set? They always say it's very difficult to see the picture when you're inside the frame. Yeah. Can players fully see it, or do they need to actually? have these conversations with coaching staff and yeah. fellow coaches. They, they absolutely do need to, to have those conversations. And I'll be honest with you, it's not because they're young or inexperienced. Like, Adam, you need to have this these conversations with mentors, with people in the business world. I need to have these with older coaches. I need to have them with my assistant coaches. I need to have these same conversations with my players. You know, like what I assume are my gaps and things I need to overcome are often not what everybody else perceives us to be. And sometimes perception is reality. You know, you need to know what everybody else is thinking. So it's really not an age thing. It's not, you know, I think some players get defensive, like, well, you know, I do know, and coach doesn't know just because they're older, they don't know what. That's that's not necessarily the case. Like, even if you did know, it would be great to have it affirmed Mm -hmm. by somebody else. I also think there should be a confidence if someone were to ever ask you, you know, what are you working on this season? I'll ask players sometimes like that, what are you, what are you focusing on this, this offseason? And it's a very vague answer. There, there's not very detailed or specifics in their answer. And that always is a red flag to me, TJ, that I, I wonder, do they fully know the specifics of what they need to work on? And I feel like if you can't answer that in very firm specifics and detailed, you may need to think a little bit more. Maybe you have to have more conversations because you should be very intentional and clear on what areas you need to improve. Because if you're not, you're going to go on the court and you're going to kind of go aimlessly without much of a plan. So anyways, keep going with what you were saying. I just think it's important that you, you identify exactly. And if that means consulting with others, it's key. Yeah. So I'm just going to give you some generalities. I'm actually building out a course on this right now for coaches and how they can approach the off season. Um, but I'm just going to give you some generalities for a player to be thinking about. So one of the things is, um, let's just say that you're a really, really good shooter. Um, if you are, and that's what keeps you on the floor, then you can't, stop working on that craft you know what i mean like somebody like you know like kyle corver is, is an example right i mean you could work on his agility and his ball handling and all that which i'm sure he does but he gets paid to knock down shots and so it would be stupid of him to try and work on all of his weaknesses and then come back the next year like when what, the thing that really keeps him on the court is his ability to shoot the ball so if you have a special skill you need to continue to grow that 
And if you do not have a special skill, my first recommendation for you would be to to create a special <laughs> skill. You know, like you could be the nastiest defender in the program. You're probably going to get on the court. You could be the best shooter in the program. You're probably going to get on the court. You could be the the most uh, solid decision maker on the team. You're probably going to get on the court. Like you want to be the best at something on your team. Um, it doesn't always guarantee you're going to get on the court. But oftentimes, if you do one thing better than everybody else, if you rebound better than everybody else, you're probably going to be on the court. And so you, you, you do need to find something that separates you if you don't already have that. Absolutely. And I think it goes back to what we were just talking about a minute ago about being in sync with your coach, right? Because if, if coach has a different plan for you, that may influence what you work on in the offseason. Like, you know, if... If I want to, in my mind, I think, okay, I'm a big, I need to work with my back to the basket. But let's say coach doesn't have that style of plan set out for the upcoming year, right? He wants to run up and down. He's just not trying to put you on the block and get the ball down low to you. But yet you spend all this time working on something that doesn't actually fall in line yeah. with, with the coach's plan and direction for the team based on the roster and skill sets and, yeah. and different desires. You almost wasted a summer working on something that's actually not going to prove beneficial yeah, I mean, I, I, for the team. Yeah, a good example of that is like some coaches really like just three and key. You know, they want you to shoot the three and they want to attack the rim. And if you spend the entire summer working on your mid range, but coach doesn't accept it as a good shot, you may not be working towards playing time. It's a great point. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, you know, here's, I mean, I'm just a really simple thing. Like I have a whole bunch of other ideas, but if I was a player and you just, you knew that you were going to improve. And I think that's what um, all of us want to walk away is you want to know you got better at some things. And I like the 150 quarter method. And basically I made it up, but it makes sense to me. It's like, I, I think every player should walk away and try and get 100% better at something. Like you're trying to, Whatever it will basically um, be, and here's how I know if you got 100 percent, and it, it's 100 percent is probably an exaggeration, right? But 100 percent would be shoot this. for the stars. Yeah, shoot for the stars. But here, here's what it would be: is that when you come back to practice in the fall, you know you're way better at this. Your coach sees that you're way better at this, and your teammates recognize it. Like if you go in and you have a skill that you did not have before, or you just doubled your ability to shoot the ball, or you whatever it is. If there's something that everybody knows, my gosh, they put in work. I would call that my 100. And then I would go on to my 50, and my 50 is like, you know, really, and I think your 100 should should align with what coach wants too, but my 50 is probably something that at least me and coach know. Maybe the average fan wouldn't notice. Maybe the average teammate wouldn't notice. But coach and I know that, hey, maybe it's just ball handling, for example. You know, like they know that I'm, I'm better at this. Um and in the hundred could be anything. It could be like your shot. It could be that you put on ten pounds of muscle, and you know you're just much more physically strong, athletic. When everyone looks at him and says, "He put in work," she put in work. You know that whatever you choose for that particular um, hundred. And the twenty five is something that builds confidence within you. You know you worked on it and you're better. But maybe not everybody else mm-hmm. recognizes. And so I think that's a, a pretty simple way to. Just make sure that when you walk away, you've gotten better in these areas. Is one everybody knows. To the fifty percent is at least me and coach know. And the twenty five percent is I feel better about this. Yeah. Maybe I'm a better free throw shooter. I put a lot of time in it. Maybe everybody doesn't know until I actually get on the line or whatever. But I, I shot a hundred free throws a day all summer long. I'm better at this. I think from a fan perspective, the hundred as fans we see that in the in the league. Right, you you watch an NBA game and a fan, just the average person can look at a player and be like, wow. Like, they're knocked down three-point shooter now. Like, I didn't even know he had that, right? Or, like, you watch a Joel Embiid, and he's got all these moves in the post now. You're like, 
Wow. Like, that's an example of the 100. Yeah. Okay? I, I love that 150, 25. Fellas and, and players, I, I want to just encourage you, obviously, this episode here. Hopefully, as you are gearing up for the offseason, this is starting to ignite some ideas here and give you some uh, – just starting to get that ball rolling for you to, to be challenged, to go maybe have conversations with your coaches, to evaluate internally. What areas do you need to work on? You can certainly utilize the 100 50, 25 approach as a way for development. Anything else you want to add? The last thing is don't let your ego get in the way. You know, like I think ladies oftentimes are better shooters because they don't worry about trying to dunk everything and trying to do it. So they don't let their ego get in the way and they just become better shooters. So, you know, um, I think ladies are often more realistic about what they need to get better at. And so I would just encourage the gentlemen that are listening to just make sure that you get a really good feedback and don't let your ego get in the way of you getting better. Awesome. Listen, I am Adam. He is TJ. Together, we are the Harwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out.